0: Strap yourself in, because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Let's well, start reading it loud and clear. Clear, clear, clear. The clock has started. The clock has started. Five,
1: five, four, four, three. Episode of our podcast. Today we are going to interview some of the greatest and most influential minds in our field. By sharing our collective expertise, we will show you how to harness, control, and use your own skill set to achieve ultimate success and live the life you want. And now please welcome your host.
0: Welcome to this week's smallest cast podcast. This design, this podcast is designed for small government contractors, service providers. And manufacturers as part of the government contractor ecosystem, connecting people, organizations, and resources. This week we have Dennis. Dennis is out remote up in Denver at the APMP conference. Um, welcome, Dennis.
2: Thanks so a lot,
0: So, Dennis, you have uh, somebody with you. Who do we have with us?
2: That's correct. We have uh, Marina Rukalava, and um, I will let her talk a little bit about herself, but I met her here at the uh, Association for Proposal Management Professionals Bid and Proposal Conference. Uh, She represents one of the vendors, and I thought that uh, we needed to get the word out about her company uh, to our larger audience as um, we do a lot of work with government contracting and the government contracting ecosystem, um, trying to connect all of our um, prime, smalls, uh, service providers, uh, professional organizations, manufacturers. So I thought that. Capability that um, Marina's company offers it would be a great. Um, um, oh, here. <laughs> my train of thought. It would be a great um, tool for the, um, our ecosystem to learn about.
0: So, are, hold on Marina, Bef- before before we do uh, that. Are you actually talking about Marina, the queen of everything?
2: Yes, I am.
0: Okay, <laughs> welcome, Marina. <laughs>
1: Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. We're here in beautiful Denver, Colorado, and it's such a change from Florida. You know, we're based in Tampa, Florida, Sign Analytics. And let me tell you, it's flip-flop weather right now, so I was just thrilled to put on a jacket. But I am the communications manager for Sign Analytics. I do PR, and I also do the marketing strategy for the company. And we were actually born out of... Um, Government contracting. So our first, um, you know, foray into the world was to automate proposals, and we do that by using artificial intelligence and natural language processing to structure unstructured data. So what used to take proposal managers hours and hours to manually do with, um, you know, writing proposals, we automate in a matter of minutes and give you that time back to enjoy it however you like.
0: Sounds like you need that, Dennis. So what does that what
2: does that mean? I've heard people say this. So natural language translation. Tell, tell us about how it works. Like you get a RFP and it's a word document or a PDF document. What happens next?
1: Sure. Well, you know, full disclosure, I'm not one of the IT nerds. You know, um, I am. I am. <laughs> um, you know, I am more on on the marketing side. But um, of course, I wrote all of the marketing strategy and all of the content for. Um, for our blog and our website. So I do have an idea. So if you take an RFP, as you know, they're usually really lengthy, voluminous, complicated documents. And what our content analytics platform does is, is shreds the RFP and parses it. So it can slice it and dice it in any way that you want. And I think what is really great is that for example RFPs notoriously have tons of acronyms. And you know you can just be confused by this, these acronyms, and if you miss one acronym, it can throw you out of compliance with the whole RFP. So one of our capabilities is an AcroSeeker acronym finder, which creates um, libraries and dictionaries and definitions of acronyms. So, for example, you plug in an RFP, it um, you know parses and shreds it, and then it creates a table of acronyms, so you can take those acronyms and use it in your response and never miss another acronym.
2: So does it does it put it into another into a word document or what? That's kind of what I was getting at. I don't think really technical, because you'll lose me too. I'm I, I'm sure. But um, so does it like put it into uh, your own format or does it put it into a, a word format so that we can then play with it? How does that How does that work?
1: Yeah, it just uh, it populates it into an Excel format, but it, it is okay. based on templates, so you can customize your own templates and see the kind of output that you need to see. Um, So I think that's the unique feature about, you know, us versus the other tools that are available out there is that that you really can customize your preferences as far as output goes.
2: Now, tell us a little more about uh, Scion Analytics. Uh, I know you guys have this kind of aspect of the company, but you guys also do much more, correct?
1: Correct. So I think really what the exciting thing about Scion is our capabilities. And we do, you know, use artificial intelligence and natural language processing, which are are kind of on the leading edge of the industry when it comes to transforming content. And really what we realized is what we could do for RFPs in the government contracting space, we could also do for different kinds of businesses in terms of automating business requirements. So when it comes to HR, finance, marketing, retail, you know, any kind of... um, requirements or documents that have a lot of content in them. We take the unstructured data, which is 80 to 90% of data is unstructured. So what you think of typically, Dennis, as data, you know, it's something you see on the page in different, you know, rows and columns. But there's also a lot of hidden data in a document, which typically, um, you know, is not organized and is not used for decision making. What we really do that I think is unique and it's a value add is that we, Enable smarter data-driven decisions for businesses based on unstructured data.
0: So, real quick, so do you also have the capability of doing, say, um, a a matrix statement or um, Dennis? What's the word I'm looking for here? my requirements um, matrix. Well, yeah, requirements matrix, or when whenever we try to figure out who's got it capable of what, can you parse out all shell statements uh, into capabilities, a, yeah, a capabilities? Yeah,
2: capabilities matrix.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah is- so any,
1: a great question. So any kind of, um, when it comes to the RFP, any kind of part of the process of the RFP, we can help with. There's a the compliance matrix. There's the shall list. Um, there's the RACI matrix, you know, as you guys know, like big organizations, for example, the interesting thing is that someone like Instagram, you know, non-government contracting, like really sexy social media platform actually use the RACI matrix in their project management to, innovate on their project and that's one of our capabilities is also extracting a racing matrix and um, assigning roles in the project so you can more efficiently complete the project
2: yeah and you have to so so we're bad with acronyms on the show too so racy is i think requirements assistance or requirements, um consulting, responsible responsi- responsible assisting consulting and In form? uh, Yeah, I think it is in form, yeah. So that's basically a sign thank you (laughs) (laughs) jump to jump um, so those are basically it's a a matrix that you can put out so that people can know kind of what their role is with regards to helping on the project so that's what a race is for those of you who don't possibly know what that is.
1: Um, Right and we're talking, you know, we're getting into nerdy territory but think about these complicated, you know, when you're talking to your audience and you have you know different sizes when it comes to you know small, medium to maybe some larger players. You know there's many people that are involved on a on a project, and how do you ensure that everybody that is involved is appropriately consulted, informed, or held responsible for the decision? And that's where automating that kind of process is really helpful in having a bit better outcome.
2: Now, now Scion, you you guys are based out of Florida, as you mentioned, correct? Or is it a yes. virtual company?
1: No, we're, we're actually, so we actually have the, the you know, we love this. We ha- we're on the water in a gorgeous view of Tampa Bay, and we get to go in every day and make things happen.
2: Nice. I'm jealous. I miss the beach. That's one thing about calling. You can come visit. miss the
1: beach. <laughs> come visit. We'd love to have you. We'll take you to burn.
2: Might might have to do that one of these days soon. Um, And then, um, so client-wise, I, I think you guys had talked about some larger clients, but you guys have some and pretty big clients as well, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We have about 100 clients right now, you know, and it's anywhere. Really, we we have helped small proposal shops. We have helped, you know, helped um, like small to medium-sized government contractors, and then we ventured out into the business sector and, you know, worked with healthcare, um, you know, working with retail, things like that. So um, it really comes down to the... The point, like, we have a very interesting, I think, service philosophy where we empower the user to imagine what they can do. So we actually want you to come and, you know, get the appropriate training and play with our software so you can figure out your own use cases and customize the software to the best, most efficient use for your business. And I think that's a unique feature of our service philosophy and how we get such a broad range of clients.
2: So, so how did you get into this this market? This is like, a, you know, as I'm talking to people here the last couple of days now at the bid and proposal conference, I'm finding, you know, one of the questions they asked, I think, this morning at the kickoff was, you know, how many people here actually started in the, you know, proposal management professional field? And of course, nobody stood up pretty much. So how did you get into this field of data analytics and, um, you know, into this corporation too? Is it, because it seems like, it's a strange place for some people to kind of move into.
1: Well, you know, that's, that's the interesting thing. I think it's about, you know, having those interesting conversations and really, this is such a niche space. And so we actually started, um, about 10 years ago as, you know, just a brilliant guy who was uh, in the proposal world, had an idea how he could innovate and kind of a bright spark of an idea for this, um, software. And then, you know, he started in the proposal space, and then it just became obvious that using artificial intelligence, leveraging unstructured data, there was potential for so much more. So I think w- the way that we like to, to say it is we are, you know, deeply conscious of our government contracting roots while also being open to new opportunities with the way that we can bring value. But I think what's been great at the APMC conference is that you know, we really speak the same language as the proposal writers. I'm a professional writer myself. Um, I've written a response to an RFP. God knows it took a lot of coffee. But, um, <laughs> but um, it's about understanding the market and understanding the needs of the market. And I think that along with the capabilities of the software, we just really have a very uh, deep, rich understanding of the proposal space.
2: Uh, how did you how did you personally get involved with these guys?
1: Oh well, it's a great story. you know I, I've actually been with a company for a year um, and uh, the chief marketing officer. I, I, I was a professional writer. Um, you know I've been published in several magazines in the Tampa area and um, I for, wanted for what
2: for what, what kind of writing?
1: Um, so I, I've been published in Tampa Bay Business and Wealth as kind of more of a society magazine. And oh. then I just recently got our CEO, Jim Eddy, who is um, on the cover of a local, um, it's called Lutz, It's a suburb of Tampa, Lutz Magazine. They did a cover story on, on him. Um, oh. So I just, um, I was a professional writer, but I always had an, an instinct for sales. And I wanted to be in a space that was exciting. Um, I wanted to make things happen. So um, I came on board last year as a content writer to just write uh, the blog. And then, you know, it's kind of a very entrepreneurial en- environment that we work on. And the leadership saw that I had this, this talent for public speaking and communications um, and public relations. So I've been promoted so recently to a communications manager. Nice.
2: Well, congratulations. Yeah, I I want to throw that out because, you know, some of our listeners, I'm assuming some of our younger folks, too. And, you know, there's as we talked uh, earlier today, you know, there's there's lots of career field opportunities here within the business development field, which we don't really talk about a lot, you know, and yours is communications. And people go out and get these degrees in communications or they study journalism, whatever. And they're like, well, what do I do with this? You know, where do I go? And I think our keynote speaker this morning made a comment about, you know, you can actually get paid to be a writer in the business development proposal management field. And everybody kind of chuckled, but I thought, you know, there's a truth to that. Um, If you're good at that kind of stuff, there's a whole business realm out here that isn't really well known and or isn't really out there um, that, that is an opportunity for folks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's kind of like one of those things, you know, I went to college and my parents wanted me to be a lawyer. And I said I, you know, would be a writer. And they said, good luck, you know, uh, we'll see you when you, you know, um, when you need money. And um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and um, I think the thing about being a professional writer, there's different stripes of writers. So there's obviously in the proposal world, it's more kind of technical um, more writing, but there's also a need for the marketing type of writing and, and, and kind of business development type of writing. So I would encourage young folks that are looking to get into this space to really focus on their portfolios and get some writing samples. You know, you can even write for some publications that you like um, to see if they would publish it because a portfolio what you can do on paper can speak a lot more sometimes than, you know, some degrees or job experience.
2: Right. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice here a little bit. So so I do want to shift back to Scion a little bit because uh, I do not want to keep it too long. I know you've got a your sales job to do still. So um, back to Scion, how do folks get a hold of you guys to see kind of what products you can deliver? And then if they want to talk to somebody, how do, how does, how do people get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, please visit our website. It's www.scionanalytics.com. We're also on LinkedIn at scionanalytics.com. On our website, you can see a virtual scroll, a virtual experience of the software, which is kind of just, you know, it's really futuristic and cool. And I think it's one of the greatest things we've accomplished in marketing. But also, um, there's a way to contact us on the website and you can reach out to so our sales director, Len Charnova, um, our chief marketing officer, Danny Marlinsky, or myself about you know requesting a demo of the software. We always love showing people what our software can do and what you can imagine that you can do with it. So really, anyway, please connect. We, we'd love to talk to you.
2: And um, are you going to be at any other conferences here in the near future? There is the, I put a plug in um, in our last conversation, uh, for uh, Bid and Proposal Conference 2022, which will be in Dallas in May. Um, are you guys going to be there and or any other locations between
1: now and then? Um, I don't know, honestly, what's on the calendar. I know we're doing more as you have seen our booth at this conference. Is right. We're really proud of it. You know, It's a really good-looking booth. I'm sure they're going to want to use it again. Um, but um, I don't know what's coming up. But, again, we have uh, – an update. We update our blog daily, so you can always come on our website to learn, or on our LinkedIn to learn learn what we're doing next. So I'm sure we'll be, you know, we'll be sharing our story more and more.
2: Okay. Well, Nate, you any questions? I'm sorry I kind of dominated the conversation.
0: Here. No, no, I'm used to it. It's no big deal. I'm just chopped liver. <laughs> um, and you well, you get to travel around the world, meet with the queen of everything, and it's uh you know it's okay. I'm sitting at home. Uh, <laughs>
1: no, honestly, when I met, when I met Dennis, I was like, I know this is a good time and he, you know, so thank you so much for Dennis and me for having me on the podcast. I mean, you guys are fun and, uh, I'm really glad we got to have this conversation. Yeah, no, thanks. So uh, yeah, no, this to has been good.
0: Out. I'm so unlike Dennis, I am the tech guru. So I'm very interested in, uh, kind of taking a look through your website a little bit more and I'm actually looking at it right now, but, uh, yeah, no, it sounds very, very interesting. Um, I, I'm very interested in the tech that it that it provides, and uh, interested in going and researching and finding out more for myself.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much,
0: Dennis. Any final any fine, final questions or no. words of wisdom? No, Marina.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for being on today. And again, uh, we are at the uh, bid and proposal conference up in Denver, Colorado, for uh, it's the tenth through the thirteenth of October. And uh, the next conference is going to be in Dallas, Texas, if you're interested in bid and proposal. Um, And visit APMP.org to check out the other events they have, as well as the uh, bid and proposal conference coming up. And uh, Marina, thank you so much again. And we'll get information about Scion Analytics also out on our website and linked to the podcast, so you can find out more information
1: that way as well. Thanks so much, guys. It was really a
0: pleasure. Excellent. Thanks again, Marina and Dennis. Uh, stay safe, and uh, we will be in touch. It's Just Nate signing off.
2: You've reached the end of another episode of the Smalls Cast podcast. Connect with us at thesmalls.org. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free materials. See you at the next episode. See you at the next episode.